Sports Council Podcast. I am your host, Matt, and I'm here with Gav and Dylan for this episode of the show. It was another eventful year of fantasy football, and there's just one thing left to do before we end the season. It's time to give out our annual fantasy superlatives to some of our most memorable players of the season. Finally, we crown the newest champion of the Sports Council Listener League. Today is January 2nd, 2023, and this is episode 128 of the show. Crown me. <sighs> Put it on my head. Where's Can wait G? one second. Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, happy 2024, everybody. Oh, yeah, happy new year. Sports Council, first episode. I mean, it's only January 2nd. We're already out here with another episode. <laughs> That's cool. Love it. Out with the old, in with the new. I'm the new, G's out. <laughs> Honestly, an <laughs> u- upgrade, to be honest with you. An upgrade. But we stacked it against well, me. Well, there goes Gav, uh, desecrating the grave of G already. I mean, I guess there's no reason to uh, you know, prolong this any longer. The Listener League recap, the final one of the season. It was the final matchup between Gav and G for the title of the 4th Annual Sports Council Listener League Champion, and with a score of 162.14 to 133.28, Mr. Gav has won the Sports Council Championship, and he completes the perfect, almost perfect season. He was 13-1. and one. He only had one loss the entire year. He killed three podcasters in order to uh, achieve this championship. So, I mean, what do you have to say for yourself, Gav? I done wrestled with an alligator. I done tussled with a whale. Only last week, I murdered a rock, injured a stone, hops, hospitalized a brick. I'm so mean, I make medicine sick. Fly like a butterfly, sting like a bee. I am your goat. Just some kind of... <laughs> I hate G. I hate the Steelers. And the ironic thing is, the Steeler player, Najee Harris, put his own friend down. They actually met in real life, too. G, congratulations on being second. I am better than you. Everyone else was really good. Good, good season. It was a good try. Everybody else, really, I commend everybody for trying. Hard G, you're trash. Um, oh, by the way, that was a Muhammad Ali speech. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I. I like that. Yeah. I'm just joking. Does that mean the Patriots is better than the Steelers with this championship? Was it ever in debate? No. Okay. <laughs> Patriots have the greatest player of all time. The Steelers have a bunch of divas. What more could you ask for? If you were wondering where G was, I think it's pretty apparent that he was not, he did not want to be here for uh, I put that him in his grave. At all. <laughs> there was a little bit more pleasantries exchanged via text. But uh, obviously, <laughs> it's different. When I it's on am the better than G. Put it. I'm getting it tattooed next week. <laughs> yeah, I'm just joking. You're gonna put that. I'm on just your, joking. You're gonna put that on your. Skin? It was on. It, I will. I will honestly. But it was a great match. You, you know, you should. I, should, I think what you should what? do is have like a tally marker on your a ta- tally marker as your tattoo. How many <laughs> um, fantasy teams or fantasy championships you won? I'm just gonna have one every time I beat G from now on. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do. But honestly, to be fair, enough with the 
the showmanship. It was a good matchup. Honestly, I was super scared going into like Sunday Sunday night because um, I sat. Well, I honestly, Njoku kind of started off for me pretty well. And it was just the matchups that I had. Um, I didn't have Pittman available yet in my roster. And I was like, I, ha- I had like triple tight going. It turned out to be the wrong choice. I could have like imploded on G right on his face. But um, either way, good try, G. Good try. Oh, you heard it here. And Gav actually becomes the second podcaster to win the fourth annual Sports Council League. So that means two out of the four years so far have been won by the podcasters. We have the other one here as well with Dylan. The title is back. The title is back with the podcasters. It feels good. And it's going to be here for another year. And uh, the reign of Gav, the <laughs> unholy reign of Gav, <laughs> has begun. <laughs> it's not, I'm a good I'm a good guy. You, know, you guys ever watch the uh, Vikings old ta- like videos? Like their locker room? I, I imagine it's a lot like... It's a lot like the league yeah. when Ruxin won and then the sun was covered and the darkness began. <laughs> I, I'm just kind of getting that vibe right now. No. Well, it, it's going to be for G at least. I, I'm telling you, for everybody else, it's fine. You guys are good, <laughs> but G's never going to live this down. Well, well Nando. Na- well, oh, Nando. dude. Nan- Nando's not even our level. Okay. <laughs> Dylan still owns him. That's daddy. <laughs> and uh, now I am. I'm, I'm, I have more championships. This is like my fifth year playing fantasy football. I already have more championships than him. Almost every year I've won a championship, except for last year. It was a dark year, but I'm back. <laughs> I'm almost as handsome as Dylan. I, I have the championship. I just need the height, the looks, <laughs> maybe lighter skin, a good smile, good hair. I don't know. It's, it's a long road. <laughs> oh, on that note, I mean, thank you again to all the listeners. You know who you are who participated in this year's Listener League. It was another amazing season. A lot of fun doing this with you guys. And thank you to the few of you who came onto the show as well to recap or to just, you know, do whatever you wanted. I think Jamar did a fantasy trial with us. I think uh, Mitty and Rob, they did some, uh, what, Listener Special Starts and Sits with us. So, again, really great season. Can't wait to do it again next year. There will be a fifth annual Listener League just Confirmed. You I'm coming for that title. <laughs> Matt got so close this year. <sighs> we'll be back. We'll be back. Young men's club. <laughs> the redo. The bridesmaid, not the bride, as Matt would used Dang. to say. Unfortunately. Tough, 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 tough. <sighs> yeah. Well, uh, we also got a lot of great messages from a lot of people that we helped out in the, you know, on Twitter or on threads. We did help a lot of people out. And honestly, it's just really heartwarming to see that, you know, one, we actually got it right for you. And two, you actually won the championship with our advice. So thank you for, you know, taking it. And again, this is why we do this podcast. We want to help you guys out with all of your um, fantasy football questions. We know how hard it is. And we're here to do the work for you. You just have to listen to it. And, you know, I'm glad to see that so many of our followers won championships this year. Very happy for you guys. I hope that my immaculate uh, play calling was good, and I'm sorry that if, <laughs> um, that you listened to G. Matt was 50-50. I think he got better this year, actually, <laughs> than last year. Honestly. He did a little bit better. more research. Got rid of 30-year-olds, <laughs> yes. 
Maybe you're getting more rep. <laughs> people are trusting us more now. I don't know. The reputation dude. is increasing. They still don't. We did actually this. really well last week as well. Honestly, don't yeah. worry, it's coming, and we're only we, gonna get better next year. I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start having to hand out money for these guys to listen, but I won't do that. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen. All right. Well, with that being said, there's really just one thing left to do. The fantasy football season, for all intents and purposes, is over. We don't cover week 18. I'm sorry. That's just not in our prerogative. Just, I'm sure there are other fantasy analysts that do that. But if you do that, the reason why insane. no one plays in week 18, yeah, because people rest starters. For example, the Niners and the Ravens are probably going to rest starters. You already see some p- p- teams that are trying to tank. They're already resting some starters that have like injuries, like Keenan Allen, for example. So, you know, normally you don't want to play week 18 fantasy football. So we're going to end it right here with that. And move on to our annual fantasy football superlatives for 2023. This is a little tradition that we've done ever since we kind of been covering the fantasy football season the entire year. Um, I think it started out in maybe 2021. And basically what we have is that we have all these little kind of superlatives and we've named it some, I'd say funny little names that we have a little bit of a backstory of, and we'll get to those. And we each have our own nominees for who we think best fits the award. So we're going to get started right away here. And the first superlative that we hand out is known as the Alexis. So this is the player that you wanted on at least one of your teams, but sadly it was not meant to be. And a little bit of the backstory behind this is that our podcaster Nando Back in college, there was this really nice car that he really wanted to have, right? It was a Lexus car, right? And to no end, he annoyed me and Gav about it every time we were in the dining hall, every time we were in the dorm. He was just like, I just want a Lexus, bro. I just want a Lexus. Kind of annoying. And yes, he never got the Lexus. Yeah, he never got a Lexus. Never, not even close. You wish he wrote the Alexis. Honestly, he's with the BMW now. <laughs> it's kind of better, but, you know. I'm more fuel efficient? <laughs> oh, definitely not, but just makes him more happy and attainable. Okay, why don't you name your <laughs> Alexis? <laughs> okay, well, being the champion, I guess I'll go first. You didn't have to. Um, See, this is where we're already here. <laughs> this is where we're going to get all season, next season. <laughs> My bad. I forgot G's not here. Um, well, just getting to it, my Alexis this year was Christian McCaffrey. I mean, everyone was saying in the podcast this year when we first started that they were going wide receiver heavy this year, right? But I was banking true. on... That is very true. I was trying to sell it real hard in the beginning that to take the wide receivers because I really wanted CMC. I knew that... In the Shanahan system, he was getting a lot of touches. That line is nasty. Your opponents would just get demolished. Glock Purdy will be putting that thing on him. And come to find out, he is number one overall in each and every type of fantasy, like PPR, half PPR, standard. He's nutty, dude. I mean, I can't. I just can't believe I had to do it without him. I really wanted to bring a trip to him, but for all the times he was playing the Panthers, but sorry, man. Maybe next year, hopefully. Wait, hold up. Which which 
line are you talking about? O line or D line? Your O line. Our O line ain't that good. It's better than only our left. Our left side is good. It's better than ours. Our right side. Yeah, left side relatively speaking. Well, okay. My candidate for the Alexis was Amon Ross St. Brown. I wanted him at that first round, second round turn. And sadly, our listener, Goat Rush, took both him and Garrett Wilson uh, when he flipped picks. I think he was 12th and 13th. So he got both Amon Ra and Garrett Wilson. So sadly, I had to settle for uh, Jalen Waddle in my second round. <laughs> so it really changed the perspective. High. Yeah, it really changed the perspective of things. I even tried to negotiate a trade with him uh, later in the season. He did not um, want that. But either way, mm. I really wanted Amon Ross St. Brown. And it showed because I think he was another, He had another top five uh, fantasy performance as a wide receiver for PPR. And I think he's just going to keep on getting better. He's the singular target in that offense. And... There's really just no... He was really, really consistent the entire year. So definitely looking out for him next year as well. Mm. Oh, just just to go back on mine, I forgot because Matt mentioned somebody picking him up. G was the one who was like, I'm going wide receiver heavy. And he, G was the one who took CMC from me. So I had to put him down like the yeah. dirty dog he is. <laughs> <laughs> and he got... You know what's sad though? Kind of sad. He got hurt at the end there. CMC. Still praying yeah, for him, but he's going to get he gets out, better yeah. soon. No, he, he gets, definitely he has, will be. He gets like three weeks, I believe. Definitely, because yeah, you guys maybe. took number one. Let's go. Let's go. Um, Possible so, Super Bowl? We'll see. Um, it's not jinxing. But for this season, uh, my Alexis would have to be Tyreek Hill. I did try to go wide receiver heavy this year, but I feel like Every wide receiver I took was either wide receiver two or they were just completely mid. And I didn't really have like a dominant wide receiver, such as like before when I won the championship, I had Cooper Cup. But this year I had to deal with um, Devonta Smith, Drake London, and Cortland Sutton. Although Cortland Sutton, out of the three, he was the most consistent one. Um, it's just I didn't have like a dominant. Uh, wide receiver I didn't and I also think that's the key to one of the keys to winning a championship getting a dominant wide receiver and this year it was just trash so I think Tyreek Hill he was the best I think if I had Tyreek Hill I think my team would have done a little bit better but this I year mean, I had to like search for scraps essentially Ga- Gav won the championship by drafting none <laughs> other than Tyreek Hill so I, uh, there you go my, uh, I think, like, I picked up halfway through the season, I picked up Noah Brown, and he did pretty good for, like, two... He had, to, like, a two solid games, then he got injured. So, shout yeah, to Noah yeah. Brown, so but, still, but still, it didn't, it didn't help my team in the long run. <laughs> All right, moving on to our next superlative. This is always a fan favorite here. Uh, the my Sid favorite. Ho. <laughs> and... To read the description of this superlative, the Sid Ho is a toxic asset on your team. You initially added him because you believed that he would make a fine addition to your squad, but after a strong initial showing, he is degraded to the point where you can't stand having him on your roster because of how bad he did your squad. 
this used to be the Krishna Award for the superlatives of uh, last year and the year before, but we decided we didn't want to offend any more gods anymore, so we decided to just put a more accurate name, I think. So, <laughs> uh, who wants to yeah. go first for the Sid Ho? I, I can go back to back. Um, Do so it. My Sid Ho... <laughs> my Sid Ho of this season was Austin Eckler. Um, I he was my first round, first round pick of this season, and I'll be honest, like week one he gave me a really great scoreline of twenty six points. Then he got injured, and then the bye happened. Then afterwards, he was just not the same. Other than week eight, nine, and ten, but just overall, he was just completely mid. Like he wasn't like he wasn't worth the first round pick like you don't know like during the second half of the season i tried so hard to manifest austin eckler to <laughs> score at least 20 points but it didn't the manif- manifestation didn't work so and i was so disappointed and which is why i had to like again i had to go around and find scraps to um kind of cover for him such as chuba hubbard so i think the takeaway is don't trust any San Diego Chargers players. <laughs> that uh, man, I'm with you. I on told that boat, you. I, I told you. I was rude. I was telling everyone about Austin Eckler's downfall, and I finally got it right. I got it wrong last year, but uh, I mean, broken clock. It happens eventually. Man, you were waiting for the I cliff, just like Rob Parker, dude, for Tom Brady. I don't think I can even pick him if even Jim Harbaugh went to the Chargers. I just, <laughs> I don't I'm like so hurt. Back. He's not coming back next year. You don't think so? I think well, he's on his Dalvin Cook arc now. I'm so hurt. I'm just man. so hurt. Like, literally, his nickname on my team was "You played with my feelings." So, <laughs> to be honest, though, he yeah. does run like really, really slow. Like, if you've ever watched him, so you gotta run angry. Him. You gotta run angry, like Isaiah Pacheco. Shout out! Shout out to Isaiah Pacheco. Oh. Okay, Matt, you want to go? Or you want me to go? Uh, you go first, Mr. Okay. Champion. Okay, thank you, thank you. <laughs> game, game recognized game. Um, well, I have. This is my favorite segment because I, I, it's it's about hating people, and I. Oh my God, I revel in hate. Um, I'll start off with a simple one. Tony Pollard. Jesus Christ, man, this guy sold me so many times this year. I think I picked him up in like the second round. I'm such an idiot, dude. I was aiming for CMC, and I got freaking Tony Pollard, man. I mean, last year he looked good. He looked so good that he knocked out Zeke, right? But realistically, from now on, if you're ever going to draft a Cowboy running back, just draft the, ba- draft the backup because the backup <laughs> always looks more explosive. It's ridiculous. Like, you don't understand how many times this year T- Tony Pollard would be on like the one yard line or the three yard line, and Dak Prescott throws it to so like CD Lamb or Brandon Cooks. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then the one opportunity that di- uh, he actually tries, uh, like Tony Pollard gets to run it in, of course he like gets stuffed or he, he actually loses yards. And so instead of getting six points, I get negative 0.6 points. I'll be like, oh my God. Never drafting a cowboy other than CD. Um, this is I, I want to say Najee Harris too, but Matt hasn't too. I'll just say something real quick about him. Najee Harris throughout the entire year was getting outplayed by um, Jalen Warren, right? Luckily, I picked up Jalen Warren, but I had this confused 
time trying to pick who to pick. I'm just glad that at the end, um, I was able to use and abuse him against his favorite uh, fan, G. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Well, he worked out for you in the end, so it's hard in the to end. say, you know, yeah. No, no, I no, no. Also, I hate, as Gav said, what? I hold a lot of contempt for him. I'll never <laughs> draft a running back from the uh, Steelers. You're so, so <laughs> ungrateful for the man who carried you to the championship. <laughs> Not going to give him some credit? You don't care? Uh, No, dude. Go back to freaking partying. or I don't know, dude. <laughs> Go go back to partying with G because he needs it. He he needs to be consoled right now. He needs to go back partying with his much younger teammates. Well, <laughs> either way, I also had Najee Harris as my Sidho award. Um, all the same reasons that Gav explained. He might have had him in the listener league, but I had him in our money league that we have. I drafted him, I think, in the third round, and I thought I got a steal. But honestly, it has been so frustrating to have him he, I drafted him very high. That's why I put him on this list. I had another candidate that I'll explain later. But the fact that you had him as probably your running back one or two, and he just keeps putting up this inconsistent performance. Like, you know that, you know, G's been saying like, oh, he gets better in the second half of the season. And he did. But it really didn't help, honestly, because I was already <laughs> out of the playoffs by the time he had like 26 points or whatever in that final game. So what is that going to do for me? And how can you trust someone who consistently puts up these uneven kind of performances, right? Like one day he just goes and, you know, he says he's going to go work on the project that you guys are all working on. And then he just flakes all of a sudden, right? And then he just shows up the Oof. next day and you, you expect him to like be productive on it. No, this is a group effort. You have to put out the production every time, right? And I don't want to actively like flame him, right? But I just think that that's... Like, I think he's a good guy, but how can you really trust him to do that kind of stuff? Like, be on your you fantasy can't. team. Yeah. So I <laughs> I just ended up benching him, I think, at the rest of the <laughs> season. I didn't really care. Um, uh, that's pure hate. The other asset, the other asset and G's not going to like this, but it's Mr. Pickens, George Pickens. Now, diva. George, I didn't... Yeah, Diva. George, I... I know I didn't draft him very high. I had him maybe as my wide receiver three with some potential. He was my flex guy. And I, I kind of liked the potential I saw in him. But he turned out to be just like every other Steelers diva wide receiver. And his diva arc was like immediate almost. Like this is his second year. And he didn't even do anything first. At least Claypool had like a couple productive se- like games. And then also what? Who else? It was AB was a, a future Hall of Famer. Juju at least had one good season, but come on, man. Like, again, George Pickens, all his production came at the very end of the year. Like, that's not going to help <laughs> me at all. And the biggest thing is that this guy's an active diva. Like, I actually don't want him on my team because I think he's like, he's such a dick, honestly. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like, how are you not going to block for your guy? Yeah, that really pissed me off. It's like, I don't want someone who's not just a bad teammate in fantasy, but also just literally a bad teammate on the field like that's just not right so i was really i was so close to cutting pickens um i just forgot because i just stopped managing my team once i was eliminated but i I just wanted to cut him out of spite because honestly he doesn't deserve to be rostered um i'm glad that you know he's probably going to get traded or cut next year yeah 
Thank God. I mean, you guys got to figure it out, Steelers fans. I don't know what your team is doing, but you guys foster some divas out there. <laughs> They're the diva magnets. Yeah. You even got diva fans. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. Matt, start it off. Start us off. Start it off. Next up is the Confused PP Award. Uh, well, we're going to need an explanation for this, obviously. <laughs> I'm sure you guys are aware. Children avert your eyes and ears. Well, the Confused PP is kind of what it sounds like. A player that continues to show promise sporadically, but every time you re- need to rely on them, they disappoint you. Their random mix of good games or bad leave you constantly confused and mostly frustrated. Sometimes you play them, other times they play you. This one honestly could That's have been nice. a Najee Harris award too, but uh, we yeah, can't do that. Seriously. Yeah. That's I mean, confused. is there any context behind this one? I think uh, it happened to me in college. It happened to me in college. I think I explained this last year. <laughs> I, I, did. I need another one. Still, I, it's just traumatic. You know, when you talk to people, they're like your friend, then you're more than friends, then, then they swipe the rug underneath you instantly. <laughs> Oh, all Dylan. you can feel is bitterness. Then all you can feel is I'm bitterness. A, That's all. I'm what a handsome tragic life you must lead. <laughs> Seriously. It's better to attention. have loved to then never loved at all. Mm-hmm. No, it, not when you're it's Dylan. It's a terrible feeling. <laughs> it's a terrible feeling. Okay, well, I'll start off this Confused PP Award here with the man who probably confused many a PP uh, this season. It was uh, Bijan Robinson. Listen, <laughs> I I hyped this guy up. He was the pick that I had when um, at the preseason when we were talking about who could be the running back one. I said it was Bijan Robinson because I was enamored with his talent from college. I thought he was in a great situation in Atlanta. He had plenty, like he had a great offensive line, good game script. Arthur Smith likes to run. I mean, it's an ideal situation. And then. I backed my, I you know, I took my money where my mouth was, and I drafted him in the first round of our listener league, and he was supposed to be my main guy, and then you know, it wasn't exactly him. That's the thing, it wasn't really his fault. It's really Arthur Smith who played me, and Bijan. I still think he's a tremendous talent, great player, but I just like it was hard to start him every time and to be like, he is he really gonna hit that? 15 point projection that they have him on am i really favored to win or is am i going to get three points because arthur smith says you know what not today i'm not going to send Bijan robinson out right it's like when you go uh and you're dating a girl who still lives with her parents and you knock on the door and then the dad says sorry uh she won't she can't come out tonight right like i can't rely on that what am i going to do <laughs> what am i going to do for the next couple hours but you know, I know what you would what do. It is. <laughs> 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 well, I, I still like Bijan as a player, and I still honestly might draft him next year, but it was just really confusing this year. I hope it gets better soon. I hope uh, I hope Dad leaves town soon. <laughs> I don't think he will, well, though. The milk I is... Think Yuri, he really has I think Yuri started off the... I think you started off the wrong foot by going through the front door. You go through the back door. Oh. That's how you do it. Uh, that's how you well, do it. Some that's might say that's, 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 a, that bad that's the wrong impression. But okay. No. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, I can go next. Um, 
So I, I have one player actually in mind, but I'm not going to use him. I'm going to go with this more confusing PP. Um, Derek Henry, unfortunately, has come um, to fruition. You have played me way too many times in my life. I should have known. I should have known. This year, I drafted him with high hopes um, with my second pick in uh, the, this the sports council. And let me tell you, man, he shows flashes of greatness. And then other days, he's a wet paper towel or wet blanket, wet socks. This guy has become a TD dependent bastard before he used <laughs> to just bar- barrel through people. Right. You remember those good days, Matt? He used I do. to just barrel through the Jaguars every freaking season. You used to love it. You're like, oh, my God, that's what it means. That's what it looks like to be a man. Well, let me tell you, dude, you're a bum now, okay? The first time I ever touched, laid eyes on you, you got hurt, okay? You went with some other dude. <laughs> I'm done with you now. I don't care that you got me like 30 points one week. You failed me last week. That's why I didn't start you. Derek Henry, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Don't beat me up. <laughs> I love and Derek I, Henry, I didn't, man. I, he was one of my favorite know. running backs ever to <laughs> own in fantasy. Seriously, I don't know why, but for him, with me, he's definitely confusing. I, I, I mean, I just <laughs> never can get it right. I trade for him, he, he dies. I get him, he's up and down, and I never start him properly. Whatever, I'm done with you. Well said. Don't. All right, Dylan. What you got for your confused people? I know this one's your, this one's kind of your, your, your area. Okay, so when last season I had Kyle Pitts as my tight end, um, I noticed that he wasn't getting any points. And I thought to myself, because I think I saw Brian's team, he had Drake London. And I thought, hmm, maybe next year, instead of Kyle Pitts, I'll get Drake London, and maybe it'll work out even better. So come this year, I did draft Drake London, and all he did was he gave me midpoints. Like, again, mm-hmm. I was hoping every single time he would at least get, like, a touchdown. But it's a little bit harder than that when you don't even send it to one, one of your best weapons and you send it to people like freaking Tyler Algier or Yanu Smith and you play through them. So um, all I got to say is, fuck you, Arthur Smith. Uh, <laughs> fuck you, P.S. So does that, is that you? Is UPS the one? I thought it was FedEx. Or FedEx. It's one of those. <laughs> one, of the, oh one of you bastards actually, are holding my actually, packages. If it's FedEx, I, I hope it's FedEx. I, I like UPS. I think it was FedEx. UPS is that. Oh, then sorry, UPS. Fuck you, FedEx. FedEx <laughs> I'm lost my packages. I'm using UPS now. <laughs> UPS actually keeps knows where to um, send my stuff. So if, uh, if UPS want to sponsor us, then uh, we are more than willing to have that happen. No looks FedEx like we got, here. Looks like we got blocked by the same uh, father figure then, Dylan. I guess so. Arthur, <clears throat> Smith, Arthur Smith needs to rethink his life choices. Look, dude, <laughs> if I'm going to have to be fighting with UPS people to get my package, now I'm going to be pissed. UPS wants, UPS is uh, happy for us. We want, we want to sponsor UPS. We love them. FedEx. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Don't use FedEx. Copy. It's a very important distinction in this fantasy football podcast that FedEx is bad, <laughs> UPS good. All right, 
Uh, next superlative is the munchy meal. So, you pick them up late in the season, and you thought you'd have to be high or desperate to enjoy their performances, but they've been able to get help get you important points to win games at the end. So, uh, some backstory about this. Uh, we all went to the same college together, and we were in the same house together for the last couple of years of college. And basically, when uh, Gavin, Dylan, and I, uh, I wasn't in the same major, but I was kind of up with them. But they were working really late nights for these you know, college projects that they were doing, and sometimes they wouldn't even eat dinner, right? So the only thing that was open at Santa Cruz, that's the college where we went to, um, and this was also during the pandemic, was Jack in the Box, right? And, you know, you have to get, if it's like late at night, it's Jack in the Box, you need the calories, you got to get a munchie meal, right? Again, we are not sponsored by Jack in the Box. We have been begging them, we've been DMing them, we've been emailing them, no response yet, we'll get there. But we absolutely love the munchie meal. It saved us in college, and, you know, that's why we have the superlative here. And it's basically the same premise, you know. You know, it's that one player that just saved your season at the end when it was really late in the game. Can I? You want me? Can I start? Can I start? Go ahead. All right. So, um, to be honest, this was a very conflicting player, simply because of the people, the organization he's in, and the people that he was playing with, right? I didn't initially draft this man. Obviously, this is a late pickup. But um, he burned his way into my heart. Jeez. Sorry. <laughs> David Njoku literally put my team on a hot streak once I picked him up. Jesus. Jesus. Can't stop yourself. Sorry. Huh? I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. I picked him up November 12th. And since that day, I've been on a tear. Okay. Let me tell you, dude, this guy literally was my best player for the like last four weeks, right? He played Jacksonville, 27 points. Um, the Bears, 26 points. He, the Texans, 16, and championship, 17, 40. And let me tell you, G was watching that game, and his reaction was just so funny. I couldn't bear to watch it, but G was like, what in the world? I hate playing Gav. I hate playing you. This guy <laughs> had like six receptions for 134 yards. He actually in like the first quarter. In the first quarter, the crazy insane. thing is after that, after that quarter, he didn't do anything. Like he hit seventeen forty, like second half, for end of the first half, done. I mean, dude, if that isn't salt in the wound, I I don't know how more sweeter it could get, you know. So um, <laughs> I thank you, David and Joku, for uh, putting me in a good position. Um, you were. Very conflicting. I don't. I still don't know whether or not you go to the massage parlors, but look, you're immortalized from now. It doesn't really matter. You should also thank uh, Joe Flacco. Yeah, I'm gonna think. Well, I don't know, dude. I it's is it back to criminals, guys? You guys remember that season where I just had criminals? Is it back to criminals like Columbuses? Because you know that. I hope not. <laughs> wait, Joe, I wait just... Joe Flacco did shit. No, no, but no, he was he's with people who did. You know, we're not going to well, say I mean, anything because well, I don't want to I mean, die. I feel like I feel like a lot of football players have an adjacent to a player that, <laughs> you know, committed a crime. 
So then you'd be yeah, ruling true. out a lot of players. Yeah, and the only people that were actually convicted is the Patriots. So I mean, let's go. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right, Dylan, uh, why don't you go? Yeah, st- you right. got to stop me. <laughs> so my munchie meal this season was uh, Chuba Hubbard. That's, again, for all the v- listeners out there, it's uh, Nando's Carolina Panthers. Um, so this ties back to what I said earlier about the um, Sid Ho, which is Austin Eckler, because at some po- like during halfway in the season, he was just underperforming. And I was getting sick and tired of him. And also Isaiah Pacheco, he got injured a little bit. So I needed someone from the waiver wire. And Chuba Hubbard was that guy. Um, I'll be honest, he wasn't... Uh, the, the Panthers' offense wasn't the greatest. But I knew he was the RB1 of that team. Because, I mean, would you really put Miles Sanders out there based on how he performed previous seasons with the Eagles, right? You don't. And Chuba Hubbard, he was getting most of the touches anyway. So um, it's just his O-line kind of sucks. But there's times when he did pull through. He gave me like two touchdowns in one game. And um, he's such a workhorse. Um, he's definitely not RB1 material, but he was good as a flex as a flex running back. So shout out to Chuba Hubbard. Um, I feel like last year too, he was a good waiver wire pickup. So I guess next season, if he's still... Um, I guess maybe in during the draft, maybe if he's still maybe. there late rounds, taking him. Wow. You must okay. be crazy. I mean, he did get you to the playoffs, but just be careful. Don't fall in love now. You hear? Mm-hmm. Because last year's munchie meal could be next year's confused pee-pee. I'm telling you, Dylan, that's a club 10, right? <laughs> but it's a, it's a, it's a daylight three. It's daily club ten. <laughs> oh you have to get drunk. I think you might have to get what? drunk, just like Jamar. Wait, 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 wait! I can't, I can't do, I can't do that after what Jamar did. <laughs> just don't do it. The, don't do it during the draft. He's such an idiot. <laughs> and he was uh, the one who drafted Miles Sanders. Wow. Yeah, he did. Smoking crack. <laughs> wait, I had. Right. Miles, I remember I had Miles Sanders. I understand. <laughs> so you that knew. was two years ago. Okay, well, I have two nominees for the Munchie Meal. Um, I really make the most out of my waiver wires. I love to. It's my favorite part of fantasy football because I get it right. And I got two really good ones this year. First one was CJ Stroud from the Texans. Uh, I was having quarterback trouble early in the season. Justin Fields looked like a just terrible out there. Honestly, there's really no words to describe it. And then he broke his thumb. So then he was out for like a couple weeks. So I didn't know what to do. And I had a waiver wire target. I had Jordan Love as my waiver wire target. But then Goat Rush once again sniped me. So then I was, you know, I had to look at the next best option, which is CJ Stroud. And I looked at one game of his and I was like, hmm, you know, maybe this kid has some potential. And of course, he is a rookie. He fits that young men's uh, moniker. And guess what? He really led those young men because he just put up amazing sat lines. I think he had at least two just amazing games. I think he had one against the Bucks where he had like five touchdowns and 400 yards. And then there was another one where I, I was battling Gav and I had this Collins, Nico Collins, CJ Stroud stack. And that was keeping me in the race, even though he put up 200 points. <laughs> um, so, you know, 
CJ Stroud, I know he kind of faded at the end of the year because he had that concussion, and I started Fields again, and he was doing well. But I won't forget him because he is going to be one to watch because he's not just a good. He's only good fantasy wise because he's just him on the field. He can just he knows how to run that offense. It's going to be great. So looking forward to him, and then Rasheed Rice. That was my really late pickup. Um, I watched, well, I, I really liked what I saw from him early on because I was watching the Bears-Chiefs game because of Justin Fields. Guess what? Justin Fields puts up a stinker. But I did see Rasheed Rice flash a little bit. He just nearly missed a touchdown in the end zone. But I thought, you know, he probably would have had a much better stat line if he, you know, didn't if he did get that touchdown. So people are overlooking that. They're just looking at the points, their box score watching. And, you know, I decided to take a chance on him, dropped my initial draft crush, Jahan Dotson, for him. And boy, I am so lucky I did because I've been having trouble at wide receiver. I told you I had Jalen Waddle, who is very mid. I had another rookie, Zay Flowers, who was kind of inconsistent. But Rasheed Rice, he really just picked it up at the end of the year. And I think he was just like, I think he was like top three, top five at the end of the year, that little stretch. So, you know, I'm just so grateful for him. Just another rookie that I put in the young men's club starting lineup. Had them all. I had Bijan. I had CJ Stroud, Rasheed Rice. (laughs) They were carrying me. I'm really glad I did have these guys. So salute to them. They really helped save my season, helped me get to the semifinals. Thank you, guys. I think you just cursed him for the sophomore slump. It's okay. I'll find new rookies. Here, you can have you can have GSN. You can take GSN <laughs> off my hand. <laughs> no, 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 no. There was, uh, uh, we we we're gonna we're gonna. He's not on the list. Sorry, uh, not allowed into the club. Dang. Okay. Well, next one is the Grant. This one, uh, I'll give the backstory actually first for this one. Grant is a you know he's a good supporter of the show. He is one of our college roommates and a very close friend of ours. He is uh, a bit of a wild card, honestly. And sometimes you think that, you know, it, his personality is kind of hard to kind of, I guess, interpret, maybe decipher at times. And sometimes he takes you to a really sketchy location and you don't know what's going to happen next. And you think you got to probably call your family and tell them that you love him one last time. But then it turns <laughs> out to be a blast, you know? And. You know, that's exactly why we named the superlative after him, because this superlative is the true wild card. You almost didn't want to take him because you knew of all the stories surrounding him and his reputation. But every time you start him, you tend to have a great time. And Grant's a very good friend of ours. So Near and dear to my heart, these players. And Grant. Yes. Truly one of a yeah. kind, greatest of all time. Uh, on the same level, you know, I love the players just as much as I love Grant. Ooh, I don't know about that, but I will say this guy. I, let me, by the way, guys, I'm starting this off because I just love him so much. Um, this guy was a giant red flag for everybody in the podcasting team. I mean, G especially was a giant proponent of him simply because his quarterback is not somebody G really appreciates. He even has a nickname for him, um, Baker Faker Maker. And off of that, you know who I'm talking about, Mike the Goat Evans. I used to name him uh, Tom Brady's baby daddy or baby mama, but 
Um, he's since evolved. He's now Ma- Magic Mike. Um, <laughs> let me tell you, this guy was falling in our draft. I feel like. Well, not really. I think he, he I picked him up seventh round, but I mean, I think he could have gone way higher simply because of where he was at. He's number seven, um, on, as a wide receiver. In PPR, at least. This is PPR standards. And number 17 overall in the seventh round. That's immaculate value. That ADP is crushed. He did better than Justin Jefferson. People <laughs> like uh, Michael. Well, Michael. Um, I say Michael Pittman, but like George Jamar Pickens. Chase. Jamar Chase. Uh, well, really, realistically, I, I say Justin Jefferson because he was number one pick projected and he definitely was a letdown. Um, I I don't I don't know really what it was. I mean, I knew Baker was, I knew Baker was underrated, but I didn't realize he would make, um, Mike Evans this good. Truly, I appreciate you. I always believe in you. I hope that uh, Magic Mike listens to this. Mikey, Mike Evans, you're my boy, bro. I I I could never, because of you, I beat Matt like crazy. Beat him into the dirt. I thank you. Mike Evans just, I don't know what it is about him to me because I had him last year, but he took it personal every time I matched up against <laughs> him. I think he had his season highs against me. Yeah. yeah. I won't forget that. <laughs> uh, guarantees in life, death, taxes, and Mike Evans is getting his 1,000 yards. Yeah. That was a steal, though. I will give you that. Yeah. Um. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, for my Grant Award, I went with Alvin Kamara, who I felt like was my draft seal that uh, time. Because I think Alvin Kamara really dropped because he he was, I think, like a sixth-round pick. I think He was he, dropping. He was dropping because people were concerned about the suspension. It was a three-game suspension, so that wouldn't be available. But I thought, hey, three games is like, it's not that long in terms of fantasy perspective. And... It's not like you're getting a guy off an ACL injury or anything. He's perfectly healthy. He just committed a crime and got suspended for it <laughs> as punishment. <laughs> Which, you know, uh, whatever. That is, it is what it is. He served his time. Uh, I'm not condoning the crime, by the way. I'm just saying that... Not condoning violence here. Yeah, I'm just saying that that wasn't the reason why I felt like he should be dropped like that. Either way, you know... I picked him up, and after that three-game suspension, he just had, I mean, he was dynamic in terms of PPR. Derek Carr is a terrible quarterback, and he just kept checking it down to Alvin Kamara every time. Those dumps. Yeah, I kept getting six, seven points just from dump-offs, right? And he would, I think he hit double digits in every single game except for the last two, which is really unfortunate, obviously, but I'm pretty grateful to actually have him for the rest of the year because... I was struggling. Um, I think I only had three running backs. One was Bijan, and then one was Cam Akers, who I eventually, you know, replaced for the guy that I have next on the list. But Kamara was a reliable running back too. Um, he was more than that. He was actually a top ten kind of running back in PPR. I'm really glad I had him. So, shout out to you, Alvin. That is a crazy steal, and I think that is. I kind of hate it because you you picked up a criminal before me. Well, you drafted Tyreek first, so you st- <laughs> no, he's, he's <laughs> just as a criminal compared to him. 
<laughs> I forgot. Yeah, yeah, okay. They're just well, as I bad. Win. Yeah, I win. No, I don't think they're just <laughs> as bad. We're not we're not gonna rank the criminal, <laughs> you know, crimes here, but I, I feel as if my guy was a little bit less off. But let's just yeah, I'll go first, Tyreek. Let's do a rank. Okay, my bad. <laughs> you can move on. Uh um I originally put JSN as my grant, but I think that's a little bit disrespectful. So um I'm instead of JSN, I'm gonna put uh Cortland Sun. Um I'll be mm. honest, I last that's a good year one. Yeah, so last year um I had Jerry Judy and that was terrible. So and I think Gav had Cortland Sun. And I was Yeah. But going into this season with the new coaching change with getting um Sean Payne and trying to make sure like um fucking Russell Wilson like gets his shit together. Um that was the big, yeah. That was the biggest worry because I thought with Sean Payton, he was going to use Jerry Judy a little bit more, but instead, it kind of worked out in the way where, um, sh- um, not Sean Payton's, excuse me, um, Cortland Sutton, he didn't get a lot of pass. His volume f- in terms of catching is not a lot, but he would somehow each time or each game, he would get a touchdown out of nowhere. And that really Seriously, surprised. some of those are ridiculous. Yeah, and some of them were like Loki kind of bullshit, but he made it work. And he was like basically averaging like a touchdown every single week. So he was getting around like 14, 16 points on average. I mean, obviously it's not like, thir- I mean, I wish we had 20 points, but no. And I think just in general, like the Broncos, they're like a super, they're super wild card no one expects them to do well or do bad. You, everyone just doesn't know. So, um, I think this year Corlin Sutton got to be my grant because next year, who knows if Ru- if Russell Wilson's still going to be in the Broncos or um, Jared Stidham is going to take over. We don't know. So, this year <laughs> I, I got lucky. I got lucky with Corlin Sutton. Yeah, no, Russ is not coming back. But I think Corlin Sutton. That's a great pick because. Everyone was expecting a lot from him last year. Then he fell from grace, and then there was a bad reputation around him, but he really turned out well. And everyone thought, like, oh, that touchdown production is not sustainable. But then it just became, you know, exactly what it was. So Yeah, it's a standard. It's ridiculous. He <laughs> only gets one. He never gets two. It's just one. Just yeah, take like, your touchdown. Honestly, yeah, that's why I was touchdown. so... That's it. From what so you lost from Drake London, you get in Sutton. So there you go. I was so afraid of Dylan because he was dialing up the calls. Like, <laughs> yeah, it only that it one worked w- out for a few weeks. Then yeah. I guess my boys didn't come through. Nah, sorry. Call, what? <laughs> Call didn't come through. Yeah, sorry. All right, the, the final. The flow. <laughs> All right, the final superlative here is known as the ratatouille. So the ratatouille is a dish, obviously, and... We are not sponsored by Disney or the movie. Rather, we, back in college, the Grant, or the real Grant, made this dish, the ratatouille. And it was probably the best, you know, dish a college student could make. Like, obviously the bar is extremely low. But, I mean, ratatouille is pretty impressive to make, honestly, when done right. And especially, you know, when college students are mostly eating munchie meals, right? (laughs) Ratatouille is very impressive to make. Whenever Grant made it, or Dylan made it, actually, a couple uh, times as well, it was always a delight to have. So, we named this Ratatouille Award for the best player by far on your team. 
He has carried you to this point, and you can't wait to see what's next from them. And we also added a little twist. We are also going to, you know, talk about the, you know, cause that they support because it's the season of giving at this point. And these players probably helped win you your leagues, your weeks, and, you know, we want to support the causes behind them as well as the players. So I'm going to go first. I'm going to go with Kyron Williams, the running back for the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, the I... The original young man? The... He was one of the he was one of my guys, I'd say. Like because I, I initially said that Cam Akers, like the only two guys that I pounded for being the running back one was Bijan Robinson, which we already heard from, and Cam Akers, who was the other one. And everything I said about Cam Akers was right. Except it wasn't him who benefited. And I promptly had to trash him because it was very clear from week one that he was just not going to be the guy for Sean McVay. But there was this one guy who did pop off the screen. I think he had a couple touchdowns in that game. And I decided, you know what? I, I think, you know, this Cam Akers investment is going to be very poor but because I think it's going to be a split backfield. But let me just pick up Kyron Williams just in case. And I won the bid for Kyron Williams in our listener league. And then all of a sudden, Cam Akers like, got traded immediately. I was like, well, that was really quick. Like it, they fell out fast, and the reason why I was so not upset about you know Cam Akers being a complete bust of the pick is because I got Kyron Williams, and let me tell you, I am so grateful to have him. He basically carried my season, and there I say, he has become the next James the Flames RB one <laughs> season. Oh no! Because I, mean, I always like find it, I always find one running back. I found James Conner back in his first year. I found James Robinson in his first year. And now Kyron is the next chosen one. He is anointed. He is the one. And he is definitely going to be on the first round draft board next year. The young men's club might be recruiting him <laughs> for another season back. But, I mean, I, I really just like the way he plays. Especially for a Rams player. Like You would think that I wouldn't want a Rams player, but... I have overlooked the hatred of, you know, the Rams just for him. And I I just want to, you know, tell so tell you about his cause here for a second. You know, Kyron Williams for his my cause my cleats, he supports the American Blood Clot Association, which is fighting every day to educate people on the signs and the symptoms of blood clots. Their goal is to significantly reduce the number of blood clot deaths per year. So, if you have any winnings that were attributed to Kyron Williams, and your miracle waiver wire pickup, then I would encourage you to donate to his cause, which is the American Blood Clot Association. How nice. Wow, Honestly, beautiful. seriously, um, the, the, the Blood Clot Association and the fact that Kyron Williams really was the GOAT. Seriously, I was afraid of Matt that, that, that second championship week. You, you expect, like, you know, I would be okay with the starting running back, but running back two, I think, that's crazy. Of the Off the waiver wire? Amazing. Amazing. Didn't even play for like, what, like three weeks? Yeah. Ridiculous. So happy for him. Seriously. Um, I'll go next. I like yeah. Catfish Shock. Uh, so I have two because one of them doesn't have a charity or a foundation. So the first one is Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, I'll give him a pass because he's only one year in the league. But um, with Isaiah Pacheco... um. 
for the most top part of the season, he was there. He was pretty consistent, I'll be honest. Like, he was giving me 15, 15, 20 points every single, like, most of the weeks. I mean, obviously, there were some duds, but um, he is, like, your cheaper uh, CMC. He does running. He does the pass catching, but not to the degree of CMC. Um, I I picked him because um, out of all the running backs, out of Chuba, out of Austin, he was probably the best one out out of the group. And he always performed day in, day out for me. So um, shout out to Isaiah Pacheco. And it's I understand that he's going through some type of hell at Kansas City right now, which it is deserved. <laughs> it's deserved, somewhat deserved. But what? Um, not well, the team deserves to go through hell. True. Anyway. True. Anyway, um, my second court or sorry, not quarterback. My second player is Jalen Hurts. I know it's a quarterback, but honestly, even though he was a second round pick, he was probably the best pick I drafted this year this year in comparison to all the players I picked. I mean, he's always having at least like one run one touchdown going in that, into the end zone. That's his push. From back yeah, shots, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the back shots. Sorry, Dion. <laughs> but um but with Jalen, um, Lord the in- Lord the interceptions, Lord the interception <laughs> man. Like, I don't know what's up this year, but you got Lord. Seems like you're chastising Except- him more than praising him. I know. I, okay. I was expecting like something really nice to say, and he was. <laughs> but um, I'll be honest. Like this season was not great for me, but I think him and Isaiah Pacheco was probably the brightest lights I had on my team. And speaking about foundations, um, Jalen Hurts. Actually, has two foundations. Um, he has the KB Foundation and the Channel View ISD um, Foundation. So basically, I we can go with the KB Foundation. What they do, um, they empower and mentor mentor adolescent youth in poor Philadelphia areas, so they can uh, be more um, involved, or not be more involved, but be able to go to school, like so they don't, or be able to have good housing and good transportation and be able to access the healthcare. So that's essentially what KB foundations do and channel view ISD. It's an educational program that develops and enhance um, students in the Philadelphia area in terms of intellectual, social, emotional, and physical growth. And so they could be better people when they grow up and give back to our community. And I'm just going to leave it at that. All right. Honestly, the youth is where it's at, so I like the foundation. Um, so I'm I don't know why you were like it's a quarterback, so it's not gonna be good. Nah, dude, I'm gonna go back to back on quarterback um, appreciation. I'm going Lamar Jackson. Um, I had drafted Lamar Jackson once, like I think it was his sophomore season. When was the poo se- When was that poo game? You remember? <laughs> That's the twenty 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 one twenty 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 one season I think no it was, it was last the, year it, we were in okay. college I, I think yeah we were still in college and, and well I remember flying back from Japan when the poo game happened right and so that was my lasting memory of him like he's always gonna be poop for me because I won that game with him but I didn't get to the playoffs well apparently I was wrong man this season. Honestly, you were my lucky charm. The the guy that I could count on the most 
right? Lamar Jackson has blossomed into, I think the first time he had MVP his rookie year, I, I was just like, there's there's no way this is actually, I mean, he's running more than anything. Is he really even a running a quarterback? I, I felt like he was a running back at, at the time, right? QB um, power. QB power, seriously. And, I mean, I just can't appreciate this guy enough. He drops 36 points against uh, G. Five tutties, 321 yards. I mean, there's nothing more, um, more more powerful than beating, helping me beat someone that I really just uh, love to contend with. Um, he and he, Lamar Jackson did it on multiple occasions. Um, that's all I really. I mean, I just like the fact that he's gonna win MVP this season, go to the Super Bowl, and win against the 49ers. But I don't like um, any of that. <laughs> I'm oh, just so appreciative. There's, it's more than words, honestly. My love for Lamar Jackson at this point. Plus, that's I'm a lot in, of um, foresight deep, right there, my man. Yeah. Well, listen, like, you putting money on that. I, I'm, I might be, I might put money on it. I really want to see a parade here, and I'm in, I'm in the uh, DCA area, like, uh, DMV area. You could just fly so back really to the Bay Area. It. No. See it. No, no, you're an idiot. I just want to stay here. Hopefully, Baltimore wins, and um. Well, Lamar. Since we're talking, I forgot. Since we're talking about the uh, found, uh, charities that Lamar, ja- like the people that we appreciate support, Lamar Jackson um, loves to give it back to the Louisville chapter of Blessings in a Backpack, and it's um, it's one of the another uh, kid centric uh, charity. Um, they give back. Well, they supply meals for impoverished kids in uh, Jefferson County, Kentucky. Um, they don't i mean they have school um through the week and that's the only meals that they get and on saturday and sunday they go and fed you know and hunger is such a uh, you have to eat to support your brain power you know muscles to succeed i mean you can't live without food so yeah he he donates to these kids feeds them honestly a lot amount a big amount and hopefully that he can continue to feed uh feed isaiah likely in the future so i can draft them <laughs> wow! Thank you. He needs a bigger backpack for all the all the stuff that he's been carrying this whole season. Seriously, I mean, this guy's God. He's God. Okay, I mean that's the final fantasy segment we're going to be doing this season. <laughs> that Dude, horrible. That was it. I mean, uh, I just wanted to say one last thing before we kind of. And the fantasy segment of our show, obviously, we'll be back to kind of cover real football because the playoffs are starting. We're not going to get rid of that. And honestly, I think we might even be better at analyzing real football than we are fantasy football. And We're already really good at analyzing fantasy football. So uh, stay tuned for that. I mean, anything we can do anything now. I mean, if seriously if i'm not up a, if hey if refs can fuck up a call we can do every, anything we want <laughs> <laughs> okay put us out there put us out there me man and me man and you dylan we'll go out there call some good good calls man pass interference well <laughs> all i just wanted line. all i just wanted to say is that you know fantasy football championships are nice and all and it's great to be winning and just have the ultimate dream season like gab just had but i just want to say that fantasy football in general is just very hard to do like you know you basically have to know 
like at least three to five players, like a running back, a quarterback, and a wide receiver from every single team, right? And there's 32 of them. It's like 160 players right there. And then you have to remember who got injured, who's been performing badly, who's the backup for them, who's the handcuff, right? It's just ridiculous. Like once I remember we posted the full list of our starts and sits one week and they were like, you forgot Rashid Shaheed. And I was like, come on, man. Can you give me a break? Just for like mm-hmm. one week, weekend. Like, <laughs> but, and I think that was when Michael Thomas was still there. So he was still the third string. So I, we barely knew who he, he was. But, you know, it's you got to understand, like, the context of the situational of uh, your offense, the scoring formats. And even when you have all that research done in the preseason or just in the regular season, all of a sudden one of your players might sit out from a migraine or something like that. Or they just <laughs> sit out because, you know, the coach just doesn't like them, like <laughs> Arthur Smith, right? So, you know, obviously at the end of the day, one person wins the championship every year, but it's good to just be able to embrace the chaos and just do your best. Have a podcast with your friends and just enjoy the crazy things that happen every week or, you know, turn it into a little bit of a game, right? Like a fantasy trial. It's <laughs> my favorite segment. Or exactly. fantasy superlatives like today. Exactly, right? It helps you remember. It helps you still have fun even if your season ended without you making the playoffs or just falling short of expectations in the, like, you were one and done in the playoffs or even losing in the championship. It's not all about the end result. You know, it's all about, you know, being able to just scout a waiver wire, making trades, getting on the hype train over some kind of random player that ultimately just doesn't do anything anyway, or just seeing your guy pop off for one week and, you know, winning you your game that week and you get bragging rights forever. Right. There's the rivalries like Dylan and Nando, like, there's just so much more to fantasy football than the end result. I hope you guys continue to persist next year. Enjoy the ride while you still could. And, you know, just like Yana said, like, it's not about just winning or losing all the time. It's just about the game, right? So hopefully you all had some fun this year and you'll be ready to do it all again very soon. So that'll do it for our show. Uh, I just want to also thank Zencaster again for helping us record this podcast. We got through every single week of fantasy uh, just perfectly, no problems whatsoever. And if you want to create your own podcast, like we said, enjoy the season a lot more. It does help. You can go to Zencaster.com slash pricing. Use our referral code SPORTSCOUNCIL. You'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. And you know what? You could start your own fantasy uh, podcast with your friends. And, you know, maybe you'll take off like we do. But just remember, we helped you get that discount. So you got to thank us. We started off for you. And listen, we talked about this before. I really want somebody to make a podcast where they just critique everything that we say. Yes, it's nice to have haters. Like I told you earlier in the podcast, we had, you know, people congratulating and thanking us we also should have some more vocal haters i think uh, yeah i personally was taking a bunch of shots this year so <laughs> keep it up guys do better next year yep and he's a champion so <laughs> guess who you're critiquing all right you're dead <laughs> we are also on spotify itunes amazon music wherever you get your podcast from follow our twitter our threads they are both sports underscore council. Our Instagram is the same handle as well. 
And we are going to continue to provide the latest and greatest of our sports takes. We are not just done after fantasy football season. We will be talking about football. We'll be talking about basketball. We'll be talking about the other sports, maybe, sometimes, probably not. But we'll see, right? <laughs> You'll have Dragon to see. <laughs> we'll, we'll see about that one, maybe in a couple months or a couple years. Yeah. Olympics is coming up. You never know. Oh, man. Can you imagine the takes or we'll have ball. on that? Pickleball. Pickleball. <laughs> oh, I'm down. I'm so done. That'll do it for our show. Any last thoughts for this fantasy football season? Um, for uh, me, uh, congrats, Gav. Um, thank you to winning the chip. Uh, for me, next year, gotta rethink my strategy, and hopefully, continue dominating Nando. <laughs> even though I'll good be mindset honest, to I have. Lost, even though I'll be honest, I lost this week against him, but. I mean, no one I mean but you weren't even trying. No it doesn't count. Consolation bracket. I mean, yeah. it was it was it a seven, it was seventh place. I mean, who who are we really going to make a big deal about seven? No, place? we. I didn't even know that you guys were facing each other. We didn't yeah, make it a either. big deal. I think, um, I think Matt told me that I was facing him. I was like, okay. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I just want to say, uh, it was a good season from everybody. Honestly, I'm not going to be spreading any hate. This this speech, the first time I won in the this league, um. Couldn't have done it without the support of my guys helping me pick my, my lineup, helping me figure out who to draft. And I can't wait for next season. A lot learned. We're going to be back for bigger and better things next season. Production, I'd assume it goes up. Yeah. Maybe. I think we're going to move on to bigger and better things, not just in fantasy football next year, but in 2024 in general. So mm-hmm. thank you all. We'll see you again very soon. We'll be back next week. Don't worry about it. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Thank you.